Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, brother John. Um, How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Uh, talk on it. It's a little cool here, and you producer insists upon me turning my heat off, and I got my blanket around me. I'm I'm okay. You got the? Is it the stadium blanket? <clears throat> no, it's my baseball blanket. Oh, okay. Baseball's on it. I I feel it, it. It's it's what I call my blanket because I I, I like security to baseball. Yeah, with the season and all that. You know how it is. Yeah, I think I do know how it is. Uh, by the way, yeah. for those of you who are just joining us, this is The Bro Show. It's a podcast. Two brothers <laughs> who are actually related. My name yep. is Jerry. And my name's John. And we are the Daniels brothers. So, uh, or oh. the Daniels boys is, uh, when we're in trouble, that's what we would hear. Boys so, will be boys. Hmm. Yeah, they will be. And we talk about four things every time we do a podcast. We try to get it done in about 25 minutes. So set your watches. Let's begin the party. John, what T-shirt hey, hey. do you have on? What T-shirt do you have on? Uh, I got my rats T-shirt on today. Um, there's a lot of rats in Australia, so I thought I'd wear it. Just in oh. thinking of the rats. Always thinking. Of course, there's a few yes. rats here in the city of Chicago, which is a, is yes. the rat capital of the U.S. So Okay, well, good. if you're referring to the... Uh, New South Wales outbreak, uh, um, you know, with the rodents. Those rodents are mice. Well, it said in the news article both. So I kind of oh, with the rat. So. I had, but maybe I had, maybe rats. I don't know. I didn't take a count. I'm an accountant. I didn't count though. I have a, a reporter on the ground there in Australia. Yeah. Who gave me the full <laughs> report good. last night. I got it. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. I like it. Oh, that's right. good. Okay, so you got the you got the you got the real story from. She this. said that this terrible international story affects 100 people. Yeah, the ones who were bit. No, By not that many people were bit. No, the real problem. No, no, this has all been misreported. The real problem is the crops. That's where the problem is. The mice are creating a problem bringing in the crops. And, yes, some people have bitten a few, uh, but, you know, this whole thing really affects very few people, and it is a total wilderness where they are. It's like hardly anything going on there. I don't know who to feel sorry for, the the lonely rats or the lonely people. Oh, we'll talk about a loneliness a little bit later. Yes, we will. So that's the report. Uh, I'm wearing the I Live Here Too Wolf t-shirt, the same as our sponsor. Oh, the wolf buy a t-shirt. t-shirt. Buy a t-shirt, and all of the profits go to the Center for Humans and Nature nonprofit. Nonprofit. So buy a shirt, support the environment. Yeah. Be I one of the good guys. I can tell you that there are, uh, uh, even though I'm getting paid to say this, uh, they're a wonderful nonprofit. That's, uh, they're an environmental think tank that are constantly thinking. And I respect their thoughtfulness. Wow. That was, that was amazing. I've never <laughs> heard you. I think I've said it in probably a couple months. of months about my client. It is. It is. And technically, I don't think you're billing this time, so you're not really being paid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Do you have an ox story for us, John? I think you do. Do I have an ox story? Um, I. I in my backyard. Great story. My, my in your backyard. We're talking yeah. about a place called the Ox Ranch, which is about 18,000 acres, located about 200 miles southwest of uh, Austin in the rolling mm-hmm. hills of Texas Hill Country. Mm-hmm. And this ranch specializes in a variety of things. I think it's 
I think to call it a hunting ranch would be understating the wonderful things you can do there. But you can yeah. hunt a variety of things. I mean, a standard deer uh, you can do, or you can do uh, turkey, etc. But I was amazed yeah. by some of the other animals. Primarily, I saw that you can javelinas. You could do yeah. hogs, That's wild right. hogs. Oh, yeah. Those are not javelinas, I understand. They're not hogs. So, but uh, let's say you're like me, and you don't really gravitate towards uh, towards hunting. You and you, but you are up for some excitement. You can do things such as skeet shoot. You can uh, do a, a four-on-four uh, roading with a. I looked at some of these. The vehicles are like dune buggies. They're not like jeeps. Jeeps no. are dangerous. They yeah. can turn over in a heartbeat. But yeah, these, they can. These vehicles are are solid, little, but built for rough terrain. You can do ATVs, that. ATVs, four wheelers. Yeah. Yeah, they're four wheelers. And you've mm. got racing uh, jet skis, so you you know you don't have to be able to ski. If they're jet skis, you can you know they just like the yeah you know a motor and all that. So there's water there. So there's water, uh, and though so, but the, I think the thing with respect to non-hunting that kind of gra- I I kind of interested in was the tank driving. You can get into a Sherman tank, and you can drive around, uh, and if you pay a little bit more, you can actually shoot the <laughs> tank. <laughs> you, you know, so you if you got that thrill to be say, gee, I missed my opportunity to be in an armored division of uh, of the army. Oh, I really missed out. Okay, this is your chance to catch up. You can yeah. get in the tank, and so I. So there's a lot of stuff, but I reading the reviews, I think to call this a hunting place would yeah. be uh, uh, understates it. So there's a variety of other stuff, and so where do you stay? You could stay in the lodge. Or you could stay in the, uh, you know, which is a like a hotel that accommodates uh, maybe 200 people. Or if you want to rough it a little bit, you can stay in a log cabin. Ooh. So you got a lot of possibilities here. Nice. Uh, kayaking, bird watching, it's all there to be to be had. So I look, nice. I, I recommend, well, I can't, I can't, I didn't call them up. I, the travel, you know, looking at the uh, travel advisory and all those places that rate them, they gave, they gave them pretty good ratings. So oh. uh, I would say that if uh, if it wasn't for the COVID, you would probably be a, a, a one of those on the ground reporters. I would be an on the ground reporter, <laughs> just like Sarah in Australia. But uh, you know, here's the deal: I've I've been down to that part of the country quite a bit, and it is breathtakingly beautiful. The hill country is nice, especially in the mm-hmm. spring. You know, when the wildflowers are out and all that. But I would say another thing too: the one of the things that you know you might miss. Is turkey hunting, and it sounds like you're thinking yeah. you're thinking like Thanksgiving turkeys. No, these are wild turkeys, and they're hard to spot because their feathers are the same color as the ground cover, and also they move as a group. They move, stop, move, stop, move, stop, like that. But when they move, they move very fast. So if you're not watching carefully, you could miss them entirely. Like you know, twenty of them are not that far from you, and they're moving up a riverbank, and you won't see them. So they're not as easy as you think to, uh, to uh, shoot and, and dress. Now, the other thing I'd say, too, is people say, well, isn't this wasteful? Aren't you just killing animals? No, you're going to eat the animals. You know, they have can, a whole meat, they have meat processing on site. Right. So that way you can either, you can get it shipped uh, frozen if you want to take some of it home. Yeah. They vacuum back um, in. And I, I noticed that their menu in their restaurant includes a lot of wild game, too. So that's right. The, you, that's right. They're covering a lot of bases with respect to the hunting. Uh, yeah, I think that's really good. 
What so. people don't realize is they say, oh, we have some great deer sausage. You know, first here to make sausage. So they always add pork fat. Any ground wild game that you eat has had pork fat added to it. So if you are kosher or something, if you're kosher, you're not going to eat a cloven hoofed animal anyway. But if you have some requirement where you don't eat pork, like you're Muslim or whatever, then uh, there's going to be pork in this food. So be advised. Well, I'm glad you checked the content of the food. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on it. I'm on it. You are on it. I have a word. Okay. You got a word. Let's hear it. Assiduous. Assiduous. A A S S I D U O U S. Assiduous. What does it mean? First of all, disclaimer, it has nothing to do with an ass. Yeah, I was going to say, looking at it, that's important. Assiduous. Assiduous. No, assiduous. (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay? All right. You good? All right. So, assiduous. Constant in application or effort, working diligently at a task, persevering, industrious, attentive, and assiduous student. Let's hear, let's hear a, a sentence. You want an example? Yeah. Okay. She was assiduous in the performance of her duties as a prefect. Wait a minute. You just slipped, a, you, you just slipped another word in there, prefect. That's not yes. fair. You only get you only get one word per week. Now, what you doing slipping that other word in there? I'm sorry. You I know. apologize. I apologize. I, you know, if, if I didn't do my proper show prep and look that yeah. word up, I wouldn't realize that well, that results in that's sort of a, a squad leader, the the person, the student who's yeah. responsible for the discipline of the class, like Judy Hensler at Leave It to Beaver. That is correct. Only she's unofficial prefect, I believe. Well, she's self appointed. That's what I meant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any Leave it the Beaver uh, reference is welcomed on the show, by the way. We're big fans. Uh, by the big way, fans. I've decided to take this word one further step. Let's hear it. I'm going to give my example. Of, of the librarian was arduous of the books. And that means that they're not only attentive as they care for their books, but they show passion. And love for the books. So it's putting artists uh, and assiduous together and coming up with my own special word that's only mine. Only I can use it. Well, no one likes a book like you like a book, John. And you I don't like that books. If I was you adopt them. You adopt books. Yeah, and I, I feel that if I'm going to use it, that word assiduous, with respect to books, I need to kind of punch it up a bit. <laughs> okay. God. Okay, <laughs> our situation it is, our thing, <laughs> Oh, my God. Sometimes, I tell you, kids, this gets to be a real thing. All right. Well, that's We're what ready. a producer is for, to control the podcast personality, and you got your to work cut out for on. you. To be stomped on. <laughs> Aren't you going to ask me oh, where I found this? Aren't you going to ask me my source? Yeah, you found it in one of your, uh, your wonderful uh, books. Web One books. of your free books, your web books you get for free. Actually, this, this showed up in a listing of web books, but it turns out it's on Amazon. It was on Amazon Unlimited. It's called Nicole. It's by Sidney Moya. Uh, it's a good book. It's a long book. I'll tell you that. And it features a kid in a boarding school where they have prefix. Mm, good. You know, now that I think about it, I've read two books since this book. It might not be a boarding school. It may just be a private school. I think it's both. They have boarding and day school. So anyway, 
Yeah, that's hey, we, we have a, we have a two takes or not? We have a two takes. I you want to talk about I, it? I, I want to be alone. That's the two takes. <laughs> what, what, what we're talking? Uh, what are we talking Greta about? Greta Garbo. Yeah, Greta. We're not talking about Greta Garbo. No, I we stole we her line. I could talk about Greta a lot more than I could talk about being alone because I I live alone. So yeah. Yeah, what will you talk about, right? <laughs> yeah, what is there to talk about? I can look Nothing. at four walls. This is, and I got a rug too. I saw, help my feet. Okay. But not on, not in your head though. You're not that kind of guy. No, 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 no. I don't believe in no uh, in wearing a, a, a toupee. No, no, no toupee no. for me. No, no so, toupee hey, for look, me either. Uh, I think what got us here is the fact that we realized that as we kind of work our way out of. Uh, of the, the current, you know, crisis with the pandemic that we're going to have a new norm. And a part of what we've been in is working. A lot of people have been working at home. Obviously, people have had to be in their own little bubbles. So yep. they've spent either time alone or with, with their spouse. And so how are we going to, what, what's going to happen once this is over with? Are we going to take on some of these new characteristics or lifestyles that we've seen to, have been forced to in some ways, maybe they will gradually will, as we come out, we'll continue to have some of this. So There's a lot of things if you think about it. Like, first of all, there, there's the people who are going to go back to work and are yep. eager to go back to work because they feel isolated. They're looking forward to the social <laughs> process, they think. And then they, they think. They think until they get there and they go, oh, no. Oh, no. The same old, the same old cast when I went to one before. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Nothing changed. So then there's the people who like working at home and maybe do some work at home, some work at the office. They appreciate a certain amount of solitude so they can get more work done because let's face it, the water cooler, the endless meetings, all that sort of stuff. It can really eat into your productivity. And it also wears you out socially sometimes. I think there's a third group, John. Let's hear it. I think these are the people who want to be alone, who got a good taste of isolation and said, hey, this is only not bad. I think I rather prefer, if not this entirely, at least a good bit of this. You know, there are people who are introverts or whatever that, don't want to be around other people that much, and they want to be alone. Well, they maybe also have outlets um, such as, like, you, you're on the phone a lot with friends or Skyping yeah. or this and that, whatever. So they, I, I was reading where, you know, people that, uh, singles that live alone quite yeah. often have a more socially active Life than people than a married couple, which are like kind of inwardly married. They they basically are married to each other, and that's where it begins, and that's where it ends, and that their social true, life. true. So um, yeah, so being alone is kind of you got to. What, what do you mean by it? Does it mean hey, you never step outside, or do you are you a single, etc.? I would like to offer one other group that Let's wants to get out of the house, and then I'll give you my pros and cons with respect to my own personal situation. Those okay. people that are a little bit sick and tired of their family. I mean, we all want to, Ooh. but you know, they, they have kids crawling on them while they try to work, or they've got a, a, a wife that says, "Oh, honey, do this, honey, do that," uh, while you're home. And well, dear, I'm going to be home right. for a year. Do I have, you know? <laughs> yeah, we got I don't time. Know that really. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe uh, next week. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, but I'd also like to say that I think I've myself have experienced the the work situation in two extremes. I used to work at, in the loop with my current client, which was our sponsor uh, today, uh, Center mm-hmm. for Humans and Nature. I lived like 12 blocks from where I worked. Wow. I could easily get to work. I didn't have to have people. The nature of my work didn't have to have them there all the time so I could do work. I could be more flexible. I didn't feel the pressure of getting something done before a train came. Now I've got just the opposite. My client has decided to move from downtown Chicago to 42 miles outside of Chicago in Libertyville, Illinois. To get there, I have two choices. I can either take a car, which means I'm going to be stuck in traffic. I have no control in terms of getting there other than, you know, you know, trying to pick a time, which there is really no good time to get out there. Yeah, yeah. In addition to the fact that I could also then take a metro train, a commuter train, and then maybe uh, with a group uh, of other uh, staff members take a uh, an Uber uh, from there, or, uh, and, and that would be the other way I could possibly get there. But if I do that, then I'm stuck with what I call train mentality. Yeah. I realize that I've got to get my work done at a certain time. Oh dear, if I don't get my work done now, I will take. I can't take the five o'clock train. I'll be taking a train at seven thirty or whatever. Ooh, pressure. So, and pressure. Uh, this places a lot of pressure, not only, particularly in my case, on my well, my digestive tract, which is not too comforting. Um, so I, I've, I've experienced both, and I'm at the point now where I work home. And I have a feeling that I'm not going to be going out 42 miles uh, commute one way every day. I might do it once every two or three weeks. Wow. I feel like it. And that's going to be about it because I've been able to basically work with, a, you know, staff meetings on Skype from uh, yep. from my home and feel comfortable with it. So, wow. That's my, that's my read on the situation. Will the Center for Humans and Nature back you on this radical decision? Uh, it's not something. It's something which uh, my my bosses we've talked about already. Yes. Oh wow! So I've got the I've got the yeah I've got the the green light from got my the sign of the cross on that one. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. excellent news. I didn't know that part. Well, that's good. No, it's like I'd break it on the shelf. You didn't mind. Oh, breaking news! Hey, well, in my household, uh, when I brought this topic up, I said she, Mary Jane listens to the show these days because it's shorter and more palatable to her taste buds, and so. Uh, she says to me, what are you guys talking about on the show this week? And I said, well, the two takes is I want to be alone. It's about isolation and people preferring it, possibly. And she goes, really? I am very interested in that because that's my preference. Yeah. So you, yeah. you see there? See there yeah, what happened? I see it. I see it. I see it. And I think the good news for you is that you have a lot of other, you know, I, it isn't like you're completely alone, even though you're no. married. But the fact is that you do have a lot of social outlets you're, yeah. you're you a lot more than I do, and I re, I totally respect that. I not only respect it, I'm rather envious, to be perfectly honest. Uh-oh. Uh oh. You seem to Uh-oh. be able to have a lot of social contacts and a lot more than I do, and I'm a uh, and I feel that in the interest of sibling Uh-oh. rivalry, I gotta start working. Uh-oh. I gotta start working on that. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> I was afraid that would happen. Oh well. Uh, yeah, I think you're gonna make it through this, John. Uh, now there is a study. Did you know there was a study? No, I didn't, but I'm, I'm all ears. Okay, we've got a study here. And in this study, uh, and I saw this article was cited three different times by three different you know, magazines. It wasn't the same article, but the same data. Now, here's the data. More than 60% of the adult population in the U.K. 
is working from home during the coronavirus lockdown. Oddly enough, after the whole thing's over, 60% of the people would work at home if they had the option. So they do want to be alone. Yes. Well, I, yeah. I, like you said, it's very efficient. I mean, you don't have the distractions that you do in the office where somebody comes in your office and all of a sudden you're BSing or you're getting annoyed by something that's not relevant to what you work or something, you know. I feel I have to point one important fact out. Let's um, hear it. You get used to working at home alone. You're only Zooming. I have read the statistics on the number, not, the number of people not wearing very much clothing below the belt. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. Sure. I, I got so my blanket on. I got my blanket on. Exactly. That's all I got on, too. So, in, in a T-shirt. So, yeah, there's going to be that. That's going to be an adjustment. They're going to go, oh, wow, I spent a year at home, and guess what? You know, my waist is two inches <laughs> bigger, yes. and my yes, club and pants don't fit, yeah. or, or, you know, my skirts don't yeah, fit. Well, the There's a whole thing. There's a whole thing here I'm talking about. You're right. There's a dress thing. And and the fact is that even if you say, well, I've been wearing my blue jeans, but what's happened is that Mm. as your your girth got increased, basically your your blue jeans kind of stretched a little bit. And all of a sudden you say, well, I guess I'll get get on a pair of blue jeans. Yeah, I'll put my khakis on or something. And before you know it, uh, yeah, well, this is John. I agree. John, John, there's the worst problem. I'm ready. Okay, the worst problem is this, and that has to do with decorum. When you work alone, you feel very free and easy with talking to yourself, right? Swearing out loud, swearing out loud, belching, and here it comes. Yes, farting. Are you going to do that that. at the office? Are you going to do this at the office? I don't think it's going to go over too well, but I will guarantee you when the offices start repopulating, you're going to see all those behaviors, and it should be interesting. In other words, they're going to have to be weaned off the bad behavior? It's not bad behavior. It's just isolation. Normal. Isolation. Isolation. You're right. I was was casting a negative connotation to normal bodily functions. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes that needs to be done, you know. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, listen, I've got to be excited on being alone. I am ready for Groner. These Groners are brought to you by Vincent Anthony Lauder, Jr., Commonly referred to as the coach, and I have to be truthful. This week, I have a guest groaner, um, volunteer, a friend oh. of mine, a baseball buddy, Larry Roth. Perhaps he sent me an email. Arlington, Texas. To, yes, Arlington, Texas. I was able to kind of craft it into a, what I consider to be a pretty good groan. So here we go. All right, groaner number one. Why should you never put ducks in a cement mixer? Why should you Why never should you put never? ducks in a cement mixer? Because the cement will quack. You are so you are right on. I'm going to give you ninety percent. Okay, you, you, I could have wordsmithed it into what you said. Okay. You, you had it. I mean, I might have come to that. It's, you'll get quacks in the pavement, which is the same thing. Nice. Give you a full credit. Full credit. On nice. Okay, nice. I like yours. On. Okay. Why do? You, what do you call a cook? 
that leaves Arby's to work for McDonald's? What do you call a cook that leaves Arby's to work for McDonald's? I don't know. An Arby trader. <laughs> An Arby trader. Yeah, arbitrator. Uh, oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. I got to work on the delivery. But I'm getting you, you got yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good I one. I don't know it what doesn't to say arbitrator or arbitrator. I don't know. I'm working on it. Yeah, that. you got you got to work on that. Yeah, you got to work on that. Thanks, John. Sounds good. Okay, all the way. 